0: Hello and welcome to the Leaders' Council podcast, the podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. You join us on yet another overcast day here in the capital. I'm Matthew O'Neill, and today, as always, we ensure that we have a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. First, we're joined by Jonathan Rose, Managing Director of Tier One Asset Management, a leading IT disposal company. Jonathan, hello. Hello, Matthew. Thank you for making it on the program today. We might as well dive straight in. What does the word leader mean to you? Um, I think it's an SME or organization.
1: It's just um how I set the tone for how the business is gonna run, the mood, I guess the atmosphere and the culture.
0: And how would you describe your personal leadership style?
1: Um, I think I'm I'm quite relaxed. Um uh, I think I'm very honest and open with my uh, with my staff. Um, I rely on my staff heavily for ideas. I think as a, a managing director of an SME business, um, I don't have people necessarily challenging me, so I need to instill um, a culture that allows the, the people in the business to challenge the business and therefore challenge myself and, and, and challenge the status quo. Uh, as an SME, we have to keep evolving and developing and innovating, uh, that can't always come from me. It has to come from other people in the organization, from all areas of the organization, not just from the senior management team, but from all areas of the business.
0: Do you feel that within an SME that you need to exhibit a very different leadership style than you would if you were running a, a large company?
1: Yeah, I think you do. I think you do. Um it's hard to say because I've not worked in a large company for, for many years now. Um, but I think as an SME, we have to offer something different to, to, our, uh, to our employees. You know, We can't run it the same way as a major corporate. So we have to be, uh, I think, a little bit more caring. I think we have to be a bit more informal, um, a bit more inclusive uh, than, than you would necessarily be inside a large organization where there is more, I guess, reporting and process.
0: Let's go back to the very beginning of your career when you were first starting out your working life. Was there any particular individual or set of circumstances that formed the way that you lead today?
1: Um, Yeah, I think there definitely was. I started in the IT industry back in the uh, kind of mid to late 1980s. Um, I even back then, I thought I was kind of late into the industry. Now I realize I was there absolutely the prime time of the, uh, of the dawn of the industry, sort of the PC industry. Um, and the organization I worked for was a large organization. But even though they were large, they were still independent. They were very entrepreneurial. Uh, there were a number of the senior directors uh, were ex-IBM. So they did bring a culture of that kind of large, big blue culture but within a more entrepreneurial environment. So I think we got the, be- the benefit of, of both sides of, uh, of the coin. Uh, and I think the individuals there, because they were um, more risk taking, um, yeah, that definitely uh, molded my, my management style today and I think my attitude to business generally. <sighs>
0: Now, of course, uh, the most important part uh, of uh, leadership within a business is dealing with human beings with all their uh, fragilities and uh, foibles. People aren't always at their best and sometimes uh, a conflict arises within the workplace. How do you uh, deal with these situations?
1: Um, listen, I think the way you handle people in business is the same way you, you deal with people outside of business. Um, I, uh, as, as well as managing Tier One, I'm also heavily involved with with football. I've been involved in youth football, uh, and I've recruited on the back of that. I think that uh, quite often my feeling is that you are who you are on a football pitch. You strip away all of your your wealth, your experience, your age, and it's just the raw individual. Um, and what we're looking for here at Tier One is to is to try and get the best out of the individual. Um, yes, we do have conflicts in the business and people sometimes feel that they aren't necessarily appreciated, but their circumstances change. I think it's, you know, we've, we've been going 25 years, actually today is our 25th birthday. Um, and people have grown up in the business from being, you know, a 16 year old to, you know, now my ops director is, uh, uh, you know, he's in his 40s, family, married. We've seen him come right the way through that, uh, that growth, um, People's circumstances change, and I think with their circumstances, their attitude towards the business and what their earning should be changes, for example. Uh, And sometimes you have to let people go. Sometimes you have to accept that as an SME, um, not everyone can necessarily climb to the top. There isn't always room for growth. Sometimes it's more a sideways rather than necessarily going up through the organisation. We try to create different levels of uh, of growth. you know, you know, I remember speaking to somebody the other day and it might be a well-trodden kind of quote of, uh, train people and they might leave, uh, don't train them and they might stay. So we definitely invest in individuals. We give them a lot. We give them, you know, not necessarily expecting anything back. I think we do give a lot. But I think as an SME, you have to do that. You've got to give something different. You know, we're not a Google or a Facebook. We don't have the fancy offices like uh, like these organizations have, but we have Many other things that I think are very valuable to individuals, which is I think we, uh, you know, we listen. um, We definitely react quickly. As an SME, you can react very quickly to circumstances. Uh, Last year, we conducted uh, an employee survey and we've implemented a number of the measures that came out or the number of messages that came out of that employee survey. But we're able to do that very quickly. Larger organizations, you may not be able to do that.
0: Now, of course, uh, within the world of leadership, there are many different role models to follow. If I was to ask you to objectively identify the greatest leader, living or dead, who would that be? Wow. Difficult one, I know. (laughs) Mandela. And what is it about Mandela's leadership style that is uh, appealing to you in a business sense?
1: Um, Selfless, uh, willing to take risks, a leap of faith. uh i guess go against the status quo talk about disruptive and doing something different shaking the tree you know there's someone that absolutely put themselves out there to um, you know to be to be shot literally quite literally to be shot down but felt that uh that risk was great was 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 a better than the greater cause was 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 his risk um so yeah i mean you put me on the spot with the question but I, yeah Mandela, for me, is someone I would say was a, a great leader.
0: Now, unfortunately, our time together is very quickly drawing to its close. But before I let you go, what does the next 12 months have in store at Tier 1 asset management?
1: Uh, very exciting times for Tier 1. Um, the, the IT uh, asset management industry, the end of life IT disposal industry, is very buoyant today because of GDPR, because of all the compliance issues. And what we're also seeing as well is a huge growth in the demand for refurbished equipment. So this whole thing about reuse, recycle, Um, a lot of organizations now, certainly SMEs, when they're looking to invest in IT, aren't necessarily now buying brand new. They're looking at refurbished as an alternative. Um, So we're taking machines away from corporates when they no longer need them. Data wiping, upgrading, refurbishing, warranty, and then back out into uh, the SME and the education market. Huge growth time for tier one.
0: Well, Jonathan, it's been an absolute pleasure discussing leadership with you today. And I do hope that you'll come back on the program at some point in the near future. Jonathan, thank you.
1: Thank you, Matthew.
0: That was Jonathan Rose, Managing Director of Tier 1 Asset Management. And now, if you haven't heard it before, it's Jonathan White's exclusive interview with Sir Jeff Hurst.
3: Oh, there, there are one or two people who are very familiar um, uh, who do Google me realise that I did uh, score nothing for Essex, uh, for, my only game for Essex first team, when we played against Lancashire in Liverpool, a place called uh, uh, Egbert in in, uh, in Liverpool, many, many years ago. 1962, I think that was. So I didn't... Um, yes, I, I didn't really feel it. At the time, it was lucky to be playing, I guess, of one or two injuries... Um,
2: It can't be understated, no matter what form that comes in. When you were at West Ham, uh, Jeff, and when um, Ron Greenwood first uh, uh, came along, he made obviously some pretty radical changes. Was this a man that genuinely inspired confidence uh, the first time you'd meet him?
3: Absolutely. I mean, he, he was simply a, a fantastic uh, coach or teacher, if you like, at the football. And uh, they quite always mentioned when we talk about Ron Greenwood, Harry Redknapp played under Mm -hmm. him and has been very successful as a player and and the manager over many, many, many years. um, He's come across many coaches, of course, and managers during his time over 50 years, I guess. He would still say that Ron Greenwood is the best coach he had worked with. He worked with. So you're very fortunate. I think you 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 think you're lucky when you come across if you have a great teacher at school and uh, a great coach as we had in Ron Greenwood. a nasty guest to share um, on Jimmy Green's leg.
2: And I think what you've said there, uh, Jeff, as she does sum that up really well, and more than that, whilst it's important to have that someone in charge with those quantities, it's almost useless if there isn't a strong and unified team behind them. And there really must've been moments, If maybe there weren't, but uh, let us know in that 66 competition, the,
3: which uh, was absolutely... But I can use that now, but it, it is quite funny.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we another time then. But we... Um, uh, well, you want me, I, I can tell you if so want. you want. You've got time. I can tell I go, you if you want. Jeff, go on. Go I think I, we, it would be silly if I said no at this point. Okay. So I was
3: uh, doing a, a, at a dinner in, in the Channel Islands, three or four hundred people, black tie dinner, uh, guest of honor. Mm-hmm. And this occasion, I was speaking for about 20 minutes, then allowing uh, questions...
2: What a question. What a question. Well, I think that would
3: be definitely in the stupid category, wouldn't it? So we had to laugh about it's,
2: that. Uh, well, uh, and we, you've got to have a patient of a saint, I think, sometimes to put up with <laughs> well, things no, like I that. Just, but you know, again, I
3: found it amusing. I just found it amusing. In fact, some of the audience found it highly amusing as well, so it did, uh, um, it did but make laugh
2: If you can put, put up with my questions, you can probably put up with uh, anything. <laughs> um, but th- there would have become a point, though, um.